Hi, I'm Nico. I'm Christabel. And welcome to Scene 62, a podcast dedicated to Call Me By Your Name. We're finally back, and we have a lot to talk about, yeah. right, Chris? I can't believe we su- successfully recorded three weeks in a row. I know. Right? That's, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite an accomplishment. Right. We've been quite consistent. I like that. And since our last episode, uh, we have some news, especially from Christabel, who actually went all the way again to Singapore, was it last weekend? Last weekend, Last yes. weekend, right? To catch... For a second time. The second screening of Call Me By Your Name at the Singapore International Film Festival. Yeah. So you have to tell us all about it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> it's... Do I have to... Do I do it now? Do I do it now? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, it was... I think my second... So I ended up seeing the movie twice last weekend. Just my luck. I was crossing... We've been crossing our fingers (laughs) for the movie to win the audience award. Because what happens is if they win every night at every screening, they're going to hand out papers, which the audience can use to vote for the movie. Basically, Yeah, basically show some love for the movie. And then... At the final night, they'll calculate all of the love that each movies get, and the movie with the most votes, so so to speak, will get a, a final screening. So throughout the week, we've been anticipating this announcement, and we've been crossing our fingers for the winner to be called me by your name. And a lot of people have actually been saying that, oh, it's definitely going to be that, because right. yeah. And so they announced the top six, and Call Me By Your Name was on it. They announced the top four, and it was on it. I'm like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> and then I went to the screening of BPM that final night Okay. on Saturday. It was a huge theater that I think was twice the size of the theater where they screened mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, maybe even more than twice the size. Right. And it was packed. So I'm like, oh, shit. If each and every one of these people cast their vote, then this movie's winning. But then that didn't end up happening because on Sunday morning I woke up and the first thing I checked was the festival's um, account and mm. apparently Call Me By Your Name won and so Yay. they had a third screening. <laughs> so it was worth it. Worth the hassle, worth the money, worth the trip, everything. Cool. <laughs> so what I'm curious about is, well, we watched the first time together Yeah. and, you know, we were super floored and super emotional about it. Yeah. How was your experience watching it for the second and third time it's funny because each experience still feels very different obviously because the first time we were both so nervous yeah and we we were just so hyped for this movie so i think throughout the film we loved it so much but also we had to divide our attention to the fact that oh my god this is happening this is happening so it's there's that intensity mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so the second time around i think i was a lot more relaxed right and I just got to immerse myself in all of the emotions. And I ended up sobbing like the last quarter of the film, like right. that last bit. I just lost it. <laughs> the lights came on 
And then my friends looked at me and they're like, are you okay? And I sobbed even harder. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was very emotional. My eyes were so swollen. So it was even more emotional. Because the second time, yeah. You just yeah. get to feel yeah. the movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I find interesting is that the, the more... The, the experience also depends on the people that I see it with. Not saying that one is better than the other, right. but because with you, it's like, oh my god, we've been through this I for know, know. quite some time. Again, Nico, united. Yeah, it's that stand life, yo. <laughs> uh, but then the second time around, I got to see it with my best friend who lives in Singapore, who has, who knows all of my Elio stories, right. <laughs> and I know her Elio stories, so we're just like gushing throughout and we were both fans of Army Hammer mm -hmm. so yeah we just gushed throughout we're like oh my god this is so embarrassingly relatable and yeah like the the tiny gestures that we share to each other is up there in the movie and it's it's quite amazing yeah and I heard your third time uh, watching it was you alone Oh yeah, so um, I didn't have anyone to go with on that last screening, but then I decided it's always a nice thing to go to the movies alone, which I love to do, mm -hmm. and I haven't experienced that with Call Me By Your Name, so I thought, okay, this is a whole other experience. One, I was holding my pee like half of the movie, so that wasn't a good idea, always pee before you watch movies. But then, that aside, um, it was actually quite a lovely experience because mm -hmm. I sat in a row with, like, right to my right was, like, one girl who was watching it alone and then another boy was watching it alone. Oh. So they each came alone and, like, is this seat taken? And then just feeling a sort of camaraderie with them, right, maybe. Right, right. And um, they were actually reacting very openly to the movie. Like, the girl was giggling throughout, and then the guy was also laughing, and then, like, they were crying, and I was crying, yeah, yeah, and then the guy behind yeah, yeah. me was crying, and it's like, oh, yeah. That's where I that, that's where I tweeted, like, it feels like the whole theater just going through the same experience, mm -hmm. whether, like, to different degrees, obviously, but right, then right. you're like, wow, everyone relates to this. Like, it's impossible not to relate to it, whether or not you like the movie. Yes. And that's amazing. Okay. I find it fascinating that unlike other uh, you know screenings or other movies I've watched before in the, at a cinema like Call Me By Your Name gives you the license to react viscerally like yeah. you can just laugh and cry and just you know yeah. basically weep and sob yeah. through the film I feel like there and are parts that you even want to shout to you want to shout at the I screen but you just like you hold back like, but if I could I can imagine Call Me By Your Name becomes one of those, it's not even a cult film, but I can imagine it becomes like Rocky Horror Picture Show and you, you know, it will be screened 20 years, 20 years from now and people will be like shouting from, you know, at the screen yeah. and just like have this tradition of, oh my god, yeah, that will be, that will be insane. <laughs> that will be, that will be us. <laughs> that will be us in 20 years. So. Yeah. so that experience was sublime. I loved it. And I can't wait to watch it again. Right. Crazily, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's amazing. That's, I guess, how how mm -hmm. have you been holding up without, <laughs> I, without I, 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 I was screening? Like trying to live vicariously to Chris's <laughs> tweets and Instagram story. Yep, yep. Um, but the good news is, uh, 
Sammy Wine is going to be screened in Singapore again soon. Yeah. Yes. At this small cinema called The Projector. And of course, it's going to be released in Bangkok, Thailand Bangkok. as well, which is Next still... week, right? Wait. Yeah, yeah next, next week. week. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. I mean, we're not going yet, but it's in but the we, works. Yeah. There's actually a plan yeah. in the making yes. to actually go to Bangkok to catch it and just watch it day, afternoon, and night, yeah. you know, like yep. <laughs> three times a day. Have it for breakfast, Coffee lunch, and dinner. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Peach. And I actually know a few friends who have already planned their trips because they're like, oh my God, you've seen it three times. Okay, now I'm now I'm really going to Bangkok, which they actually booked tickets mm, to see. Right, right, right. I'm like, yay, that's great. Mm -hmm. Your end plan. So yeah, so if you happen to uh, have the screening around you, I mean, is it possible that the listeners of this podcast <laughs> yeah. haven't watched a movie or yeah, haven't yeah. plan, haven't at least planned to watch a film? But yes. please do make the effort I know, to buy tickets and don't just watch the leaked clips. I know. Oh my god, it's so and, much more than the leaked clips. I know. I, know. I love it. So yeah, show it some love. It's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it. So as per usual, we are going to give you guys some peach updates, which is our version of the news. The news. Which I have not been reading because I've been so occupied by my Call Me By Your Name list, articles, interviews, and that's basically my news diet now. I know, it's all army into me and I don't care what happens in the world. I mean, maybe you should create a CMUI and digest or something. Yeah, yeah. Just oh my to God. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> so anyway, the first speech update is the awards. Yes. Um, and how Call Me By Your Name has uh, received uh, several notable awards. Mm -hmm. So I guess the most recent one is the Gotham Awards. Yes. Uh, that in, happened right after our first screening. Right. And we right. haven't touched on it. I know. Uh, so... Simi won Breakthrough Actor. Yay! Uh, great speech. We all know it. Great, great speech. speech. Just gotta find it. It's the Cardi B speech. It's the right? Cardi or B speech. The other one? No, 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 no. It's the Cardi B. It's the Cardi B speech. Yeah. And of course, uh, Call Me by Your Name also won Best Feature yes. at the Gotham. That's the first feature. time we get to see everyone on stage, on stage, and I can't wait for the next time. I know. There's gonna be a next. It's gonna be soon, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and. What else? I guess there's one uh, awards before Gotham that Timmy also won. Oh, it's wait. No, maybe I was mistaken. But the most recent the Hollywood something ones is the, the nomination, the Critics Award. Yeah. Uh, the the awards that they are given by. Uh, Film Critics Associ Association across yeah. the U.S. Oh, it's the I know what you're talking about. The New York Critics and L.A. Critics. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh wait, wait, no, no, no. I thought that was the one you were missing. Sorry. No, okay, no, no, thanks. No. That's just the one you're getting into. Okay, <laughs> yes. never mind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I so feel like I'm, Timmy just like making mistakes on the go. No. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm looking at the. Yeah. I am DBP. You call me by your name. So. Uh, the most recent awards they won is uh, the New York Film Critics Circle Awards, for which uh, Timmy won Best Actor. Yeah. Timmy has been, you know, been Ooh. through a winning streak lately. Yeah. Every Best Actor one he's mm -hmm. won, right? 
and he also won breakthrough performance uh, at the National Board of Review Award uh, and CMBYN is in the top 10 films list of the National Board of Review and yeah you're right uh, for the Los Angeles Film Critics Association Awards. Yes. Timu won Best Actor. Luca won Best Director. Yes. Tied to Guillermo del Guillermo Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And Kami Berne won Best Picture, which is amazing. Yes. And the most recent nominations is... The Critics. The Critics Circle Awards. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. Right, right, right. Okay. It has eight nominations. While I, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) opening the CMBY Twitter page. It has eight nominations. I think it nominated both Army and Michael Stuhlbarg as as the the best supporting actors. Actors. And then Timothy, obviously, for best actor. Luca got a shout out. Did he? I forgot. Mm -hmm. Did Luca get nominated? Yeah, Yeah, best director and then best picture. Best picture. I guess also best song from Mr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. best screenplay, if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So in total, they received eight Critics' Choice Awards nominations. Yeah. And breaking news. Oh, no, it's not a breaking news, <laughs> No, it's a pin it's, tweet. It's a pin tweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Check your sources. Deeper. I know. They received a Critics' Choice Seal of Distinction. From broadcast from Craig's Association. Okay. Whatever this is. Whatever that is, yeah. In a nutshell, they it's an awesome, win big. Yeah, it's an awesome movie that critics love. Yeah. And I guess the only question now is uh, how it will fare uh, in the Golden Globes and at the Oscars. At the main, mainstream awards. Mainstream awards, yeah. And uh, the, Glo- the Golden Globe nominations, I guess, will be uh, announced very soon. Mm-hmm. I think it's next week, right? Yeah. And we can't wait to I'm so nervous. hear about it. <laughs> I've never cared so much about the Golden Globes. So speaking of uh, the reception from uh, critics all over the world, well, especially in the U.S., uh, the film has received uh, a lot of critical acclaims. Yeah. Um, you can see it from, you know, many... Uh, reviews given by top uh, film critics like uh, wait, Manola Dargis of the New York Times, Peter Travers of The Rolling Stone, Anton Lane of The New Yorker. That one I think is my most favorite yeah. non-personal review so far about Tony Barone because it's just so beautifully written and it's so... Uh, I don't know. It just evokes uh, the film so beautifully. Um, I guess, and yeah, I guess a lot of uh, critics have been giving uh, "Call Me by Your Name" top uh, marks. Uh, uh, I think been, yeah. top spots in their 2017 movies list, and also well. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm actually mad at the New York Times because the critics did not put "Call Me by Your Name" in they there. Didn't? They didn't. They didn't put "Call Me by Your Name" in their top ten list. What? And I was so like, what's, oh, what's on their list? <laughs> Either like Lady Bird or any other. I mean, Lady Bird shirt Dunker? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. But then Vanity Fair, of course, put it on her top 10 list, and I guess a lot of other outlets yeah. and publications I so see. far. However, um, mm-hmm. 
Not all the critics love it. <laughs> yes. Um, I think there, there's that other review. That, there's that other New Yorker review mm-hmm. by Richard Brody, no less, who hated. I'm not gonna. I, I'm. I'm gonna cancel what I just. What I was just about to say, but who basically was not a fan. Called it the. I don't know. You read it. Right. Well, uh, the headline of his review is the empty, sanitized intimacy of Call Me By Your Name. And I guess the gist of this review is how Call Me By Your Name uh, sticks to the surface too much. Mm. And that there, is... there wasn't a lot of context of the time that it was set. Mm-hmm. Not, there's not a lot of conversation. Yes. There's a lot of silence. I'm sorry if this is like... I'm probably brushing through the surface of... The review is probably a lot deeper than what than the way I'm trying to talk about it, but yeah. Yeah, like uh, he says here that. Mm, yeah, basically. What do they think? What do they say? Right. But he's like, I want to know a lot more, but this movie isn't giving it to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I guess this is where. Uh, the book comes handy in the yeah. sense that if you have read the book um, it gives you an additional context no. to the film but then again the film as its own uh, stands as a yeah. still stands as a work of art yeah. <laughs> and also but I, I feel like the, his criticism of the film could very much be relevant and be used as a criticism of the story as is written in the book because that the film was exactly how the book was in its in its in, in its quietness and in its and its hesitance to reveal that much about the world around them and their environment mm-hmm. because essentially the book is about their love and yeah. it really doesn't dig that deep in, that much deep into the the world the universe and it's just about them maybe i feel like to him it's very internal yeah and there's a, a bigger world happening out there but then that's exactly well, how the book is the, yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole point the, the whole of point it. of the story so yeah. yeah I mean I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel this way and maybe it's just not their cup of tea right right maybe mm-hmm. or they just expect more which is fine they can totally expect a lot more but I feel like it just it's the perfect adaptation of the book so right. yeah so next in our peach update is definitely the TV appearances of both Timmy and Army. Yes. And a lot of late night shows and also talk shows. Honestly, Which one is your favorite? <laughs> too much content, you guys. I, know. I can't. But I also love it. My favorite is I think it's the Ellen one. Me too. Because Ellen is just such a lovely person mm-hmm. and I love her show I love how she listens to the people that she interviews she does she never overreacts to people when they tell her stories and in this case I feel like Army and Timmy got to say a lot right. and she was genuinely interested mm-hmm. in what they had to say and Ellen actually watched the film unlike Patrick Harris yeah boo you boo you <laughs> Neil uh, by the way uh, was uh, hosting for Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Kimmel 
Which as I a think guest host. as an interview or as in terms of content, mm-hmm. that's probably one of my favorites too. That's right. probably second after Ellen because I saw it just a, an hour ago, mm-hmm. and I love how much TV just said a lot of new things that we did. Yeah, know before yeah. like the paparazzi stuff which is so adorable mm-hmm. like it was just one guy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, what's your favorite? mine is also Alan's uh, um, interview because a lot of touching a lot of touching <laughs> <laughs> oh you're I mean, so predictable <laughs> oh my god yes I mean it's such a great service to the fan yeah. someone by the way on Twitter did a Timothy Chalamet interview starter pack tweet and it's so funny but yeah I'll I'll show it to you later I'll definitely definitely check that out (laughs) Um, yeah uh, and I guess uh, the one thing that I like that is interesting for me is the fact that uh, Call Me By Your Name has transformed into this sort of mainstream mm. success mm. I mean I cannot imagine you know a story like Call Me By Your Name you know being discussed in a national talk show like Ellen is a daytime talk show right like yeah. uh, the ones who watch it are mostly like yeah. moms and you know middle Probably Americans Army's mom's <laughs> Army's friends Army's mom's friends exactly <laughs> and yeah, it's just so fascinating to see how uh, the film uh, manages to enter the mainstream discussion. Yeah. Oh, and also I love the... This is not a TV appearance, but I love the interview with Andy Cohen on oh, Sirius oh XM, yeah, the radio I show. I to the whole thing. Because it's yeah. not visual. I need video. Just kidding. But no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to get to it. Yeah. Well, there, 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 are, there are some clips on YouTube. Yeah, I did. I did, I did see those. Mm-hmm. And those are adorable, too, because that's another set of stories that you don't yeah. listen. Like Army's Big Balls. Massive and Balls. Massive Balls. And the fact that Luca, uh, what you call that? Digitally, Digitally removed his balls <laughs> from the screen. From the I'm screen. like, we would have loved to see that. And Timmy's like, oh, yeah, and they just put it, you know, in the trees or yeah, something. And I'm Timmy like, acknowledged that they were big. I'm like, yeah. I'm so done. <laughs> and yeah and also uh, the revelation about uh, Timmy's relationship with Madonna's daughter yeah that was, so that was so cute and my boy dates I know <laughs> I guess it's, it's just a fun interview I mean Andy Cohen can be quite um, crass sometimes in the way he asks questions but you know it's his nature and I'm glad that the boys answer him open-mindedly although the part when where army says that his conservative mom might not might probably will not watch call me by him is kind of heartbreaking yeah very but it was discussed in a you know in a light-hearted manner in a light-hearted manner and that's the first time we heard that story. We like we literally never mm, knew about mm-hmm. that, at least mm. as people in the fandom. Yeah, yeah. So that's my favorite. Speaking of um, how they're gaining 
I don't know, mainstream success mm-hmm. and how there's been a lot of talks about the film. Part of me is getting very protective of the film because of the conversations happening around it. Right. But not in a way that's like, no, you can't criticize it. It's like you should only praise the film, but more like these are people who haven't who haven't gotten to know the film the way we have. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds so stupid <laughs> and <laughs> pompous maybe, but like we I feel like I have listened to enough interviews to know and appreciate to appreciate the hard work that went into this film and the how it's just basically a tiny tiny film that wasn't meant for this big of a success. Right. Obviously there's a lot of a lot more in the works behind the scenes. Maybe it is. Maybe they did intend it to be something this big. I don't know, but mm-hmm. to me it'll it's just a tiny humble film that that happened to blow yeah, up. Yeah. I mean it started Obviously just mm-hmm. it didn't just happen, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean it started simply with Peter Spears, the producer who, mm. who I believe fell in love with the book, and he optioned the, uh, the the book to be a movie, and then it took him and his partners like what seven, eight years mm. until they finally, until they were finally able to uh, shoot the film yeah. with Luca and Armie and Timmy, and I think you know to think that they have taken you know, that long to yeah. work on the film, it just goes to show how passionate they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, in creating this masterpiece. Yeah. And it, you know, it, 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 it shows in the appreciation given by the fans and all the audience who have watched yeah. it. It's basically every, every successful stories have a success story. It's how, you know, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling submitted his her book to however many publishers who rejected it. And then some other author went through some shit. And obviously not everyone has instant success. And this is just one of those stories that happens to take the form of a movie. Yeah. And that reading it and then finally watching the movie... Like, okay, the, the thing that makes me cry, one of the things that make me cry the most about the film is always the opening credits. Mm. Like, seeing their names, just thinking about it makes me want to cry. But, right, like, right, right. seeing the opening <laughs> credits and, like, listening to the music and then just that whole sequence of people's names and then thinking of how it, how much it took, how much time it took to actually put this mm-hmm. film together and finally seeing it become this masterpiece. Yes. Like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it becomes a bit uh, annoying I guess when you see people describing Army or Timmy as overnight success or that you know Call Me By Your Name is their you know it's as if uh, uh, they see Call Me By Your Name as something that comes out of nowhere well maybe for most people it it did but there's actually a lot of hard work. There's actually Andre Asiman at the back, at the very mm-hmm. beginning of this story, mm-hmm. who doesn't get enough credit somehow in the talk about the film. Yeah. Because this is his story, and it's a fucking awesome story. I, right, right. I get that. I'd, I'm totally fine with people just liking the film or seeing it for the first time and actually loving it, which mm-hmm. it's always great, but I feel like 
it's even greater to know yeah these to know how long it take and how much mm-hmm. how much yeah how much work got uh, was put into this yeah, yeah how much it had to do with faith and right. fate mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well because the way Luca always puts it it's like oh yeah you know like I just happened to interview this person yeah. and then like that person and I'm like if I like these two people he'll surely get together get along and then here we have to me and army just be- being the best couple ever mm-hmm. <laughs> who I, with mm-hmm. such great chemistry yeah I think the serendipity the serendipity factor in this film is very big because you know huge huge and it just you know comes together in such a beautiful way and it adds so much to how how I how I to my love for the film mm-hmm. I guess and also in related in relation to that I feel like I can't help but bring up the army BuzzFeed interview oh god which <laughs> I hate to talk about but also um, one of my problems with it it's actually I get I get the purpose of it I get why it, the writer felt like her points needed to be made uh, yeah but I have nothing against it but the way the story was promoted online maybe the tweets or maybe the headline it talks about the it talks about army as though army had signed up intentionally for this huge successful movie which it, he didn't. He mm-hmm. didn't think it would be this thing. Yeah. And it, I think it says how Hollywood keeps giving this guy a chance after ten years. Straight white men. Straight white men, it, like a chance. In the case, in this case, Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. But like, what do you mean by giving them a chance? Like at fame, at success? Because I don't think Army signed up for it. I'm not speaking on behalf of Army, obviously, <laughs> but like. The way, the, from all of the interviews that I watched, I don't think he signed up for this thinking that this was going to be, you know, a superhero movie that's right, going right. to like bring boost his fame. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. it's going to be, I don't know, a, a, a turning point in right. his career. He just thought it was just some, it was a Luca film. Yeah, he it wanted was, to work with Luca. Yeah, it was a Luca film. It was set in Italy. Tiny, tiny film in a tiny, tiny town that probably no one's going to hear about. But then it just so happens that it's it blew up. It blew up, and Hollywood didn't give him a chance. Like he just gets all these chances, and he takes up, he takes them up, and then crosses his fingers that it's gonna yeah. be successful. But yeah. this wasn't, and this is just one of those air quoting chances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So guess, mm-hmm. it breaks my heart when people talk about his success as though it's, I don't know, as though. It was something that it's he did strategically, yeah. Especially his success with Call, Call Me by Your Name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the same thing also sort of applies to Timmy. <laughs> I mean, Timmy is definitely much younger, and he yeah. gained recognition much earlier than Army. Mm. But um, you know, for everyone who calls him an overnight success looking at you vanity fair <laughs> it's not quite accurate because you know Timmy's been working his ass off since what 10 years old yeah um, he's been around dude. he's been around he's <laughs> he's been on Broadway I believe was mm. it was it was the play on Broadway yeah and he's also a star in a lot of uh, 
movies as well. Even Interstellar, I mean, mm. he's been in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. I mean, that's quite an achievement. Even though it's a minor role still, you know, it's, yeah. uh, he's been around. And again, he's like, well, I had the advent- I had the benefit of people not knowing who he was, who I am, in mm-hmm. his words. Like, he basically just took on a role, like, if it's good, then it's good. If it's not, then whatever. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I guess um, these two <clears throat> actors are just precious gems yeah we're, this is us being kind of def- protective of them but yeah it's just so interesting to the conversations going around of, about the fame and the success of this film as though yeah as though it was as though everyone involved strategically wanted it to be this big mm-hmm. I'm sure they did like I'm sure there were considerations strategic considerations right. to put it where it is right now but it's not a superhero movie like just you know mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. yeah it's not a superhero movie it's yeah. a gamble more or less it is it is so, so I think it it makes us so happy that it becomes this big and hopefully the you know it will gain more traction as it yeah. as we enter the award season yeah oh my god it's coming soon I'm, again I'm dreading the award season <laughs> Can this be over? <laughs> so I do want Timmy to win the Oscars because that means more press and more content. So exactly. that's always welcome. And more films. And more films. To come. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's our episode for now. Uh, the cafe we are in is actually closing down, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's already 10, 8, it's already 10 11 8, uh, p.m. Yeah. And we gotta go home now. Um, Got work to do tomorrow. I know. And as usual, work that uh, pays our bills and flights to see Call Me by Your Name exactly. again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as usual, don't forget to subscribe to us to Scene Sixty Two uh, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and where are we again? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I'm sorry. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Scene Sixty Two. Um, we stand Timothy and Army and the movie from our personal accounts and from this from account, the town, yeah. from the podcast account. So yeah, just follow us. And actually, we're uh, working on something special for our upcoming episode. It's still in the works, but hopefully, yes, we'll be able to crossing our fingers, bring it to it. you very, very soon. Yes. So, yeah, I guess that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys, and. Some of you have been listening to all of the episodes, I think, and super grateful for that, by the way. Definitely. I mean, our numbers keep going down, <laughs> but then it's there. Like, there are people listening right, out right, there. Right, so. right, So, yeah. Thank you again for listening. And as Oliver would say, Later. later.